0: And, and uh, it's uh, Tribe Radio. Welcome to Tribe Radio. If this is your first time listening, don't let us scare you off. We we make a lot of sense, even though we goof off half the time.
1: Um, you are correct, sir.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a night bug on the on the board right now. What we don't have tonight is we don't have the infamous Jack Zero, no! <laughs> A.K.A. Zero. Um, And you're clapping? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thanks, folks. But, well, he had to work because, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day and he's out there helping to keep the peace. So um, that's fine. We'd rather have him out there than talking a lot of smack in here anyways. (laughs) Kidding. Kidding. We love him. He'll be back next week or I'll shoot him in the foot. But what we do have for you tonight um, is a really cool topic. And uh, it's kind of a sensitive topic, Wow, that was almost a segue into it. Um, and uh, we've got someone that uh, we – how do I – I don't want to gush too much. I don't want to wax or episodic about this person, but I think she's pretty fucking amazing. And we swear on this show, too, so, you know, right. <laughs>
1: okay, stop. Uh,
0: hey. Oh, oh <laughs> you gave someone else control of the board. I did. That must be uh that must be her partner in crime, John Drop. So uh that kind of gave it away right there. Part of the uh, Washington initiative um is here to uh to guess I hate that guest speak. she's here to tell us what's up. And and without further blabbing from me, I'd like to introduce Temper. <laughs> what's up?
2: It's nice to be here. Thanks
0: for having me on tonight. You're you're quite welcome. Thank you. We um this this topic of cultural insensitivity is um, it's so funny. I was I was kind of getting into a flame war. I never get into flame wars. They're they're kind of a waste of time. No, they're a big waste of time. Huge waste. I was huge waste of time. Um, I didn't have anything better to do that day, which is really stupid of me. But I I was arguing about the Harlem Shake. And uh, oh. it was it was sort of a a cultural you know sensitive topic, and um, I'm I'm glad that you're here because that term is thrown around a lot, and and I'm sure that you could shed light on on you know the topic of the show is what it is and what it isn't. So um, you know what I'm turning this over to you. Tell me what's going on, girl.
2: Awesome. Um, you know it's it's interesting because it's uh, you know you think culture and you think of people go to race first, you know, there's, like, um, the African-American culture, white culture, which actually is a thing, go figure, because it's one big melting pot, but, you know, and then they glump everyone who happens to be from the Asianic continent into Asian culture, and it's really, it goes way beyond that, you know, today is St. Patrick's Day, and, you know, everyone's wearing green and drinking their nasty-ass green beer, and pinching each other and all that crazy stuff, which, by the way, I've not been pinched because I am wearing... It's inconceivable! <laughs> Thank you, girl. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to think of, like, what culture actually is. That kind of helps to define whether you're being insensitive to someone's culture. There's also, like, pop culture, which, you know, the older generation, maybe our parents don't necessarily get half the stuff that we're saying. Like, hey, we saw someone doing the Harlem Shake. They're like, oh my God, did he call like, the EMS? Did they get CPR? <laughs> Is that and, But that's not something that usually offends us because it's funny and we're able to laugh about it. But if it's something like, you know, oh, I just totally saw this you know, black girl with a huge ass, that can get offensive. And it's interesting. So it's kind of, you have to dial in, right, why are we offended by what we're offended by? Why aren't we offended by what we're not offended by? And, um, I don't know, think for myself, I'm a Jewish girl. I was raised by, Joppa is smiling. I swear to God, if you play a sound that is, like, burning or get in the kitchen or, oh, God, that was a bad idea.
0: Sorry. Thanks, Drop. Holy fruit salad. Uh, you know, what? I think we're going to take the controls away from these boys. These boys are sitting... Uh, we've got John Drop um, in the studio messing with the soundboard, and we've got Nightbug sitting next to me, and they're just just—they're having too much no, fun. No.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> you
2: you, you can just hear the chuckling over here. It's kind of maniacal. Um, just trying
1: to diffuse. Whoa.
2: So, um, about that... God damn. Um, no, I think like people... People throw out the terms like, um, like St. Patrick's Day, um, like saying Happy St. Patrick's Day or Hey there, Patty, or, you know, I think we saw Ira from the um, Virginia Initiative was posting something about that today on Facebook about how, like, what the history of St. Patrick's Day is versus what people have made it into and how it can be offensive for an entire group of people. Just when you... Reduce an entire culture down to we're not going to acknowledge you on the other day of the year, except for this day when we get to drink and pinch each other and say Happy Irish Christmas and just you know go to town. And it it's tricky. I think it's hard because people want to celebrate and be silly and crazy, but then you know when is that line crossed? So right, for me, I think um. Like, going back to being a Jew, really quick before someone boos me, um, I I throw out things like, you know, oh, I I was pretty Jewish today. I only spent $5 on this 50-gallon drum of refried beans. And, you know, I think that's funny. Some people, my cousin does not think it's funny because she is, you know, practicing Jew and doesn't appreciate that kind of terminology. And... It's finding that balance, and so like with St. Patrick's Day, I don't know. I would like how how did you guys celebrate, or do
0: you celebrate? We do actually, because um, my grandfather is uh, <laughs> he was a uh, he was a ginger. Yes, I called him that. He was a six foot. You know, I'm I'm, I'm all kinds of of uh, races mixed into one, but my uh, maiden name is actually Irish. I'm not going to give it out here on the air, but it is, mm-hmm. and they were from the county Clare. In Ireland, so we do celebrate our heritage. I mean, we don't go out and you know maybe when I was younger and I didn't understand more, um, but we our family always gets together and we do the traditional um, Irish. And I don't mean the corned beef and cabbage. I mean like the boxy and the um, the colcannon and things like that. I, I love corned beef and cra- cabbage, but you know we always saw it as a reason to get the family together, but not to be just uh, goofballs about it, so, I mean, we're goofballs, but you know what I'm talking about, embarrassing <laughs> yeah, so. so.
2: Definitely, so, but you you know, exactly what you mentioned, is that when we're younger, you know, it's different when you're, you see a holiday of any kind, and you're like, hey, I'm going to celebrate it, because this is what we do, and it's kind of how we're taught, we wear green, drink green beer, eat green food, corned beef and cabbage, and no one really likes into it, but then as you get older, you can either decide, okay, what does this actually mean? Is there a group of people that are celebrating this for a different reason? And What does this mean to them if I am going out there and being a drunken idiot and having an entire holiday for your culture that is now being celebrated in a way that people are getting drunk, drunk, not drunk, wow, drunk. They are <laughs> breaking laws, getting into fights. fight. Um, you know, we... I read a statistic earlier today on um, it was the NBC webpage, and I have to find that link. And it was talking about how the instances of rape go up on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, it's any holiday, definitely. But come on, people! Like this is what we're giving to an entire culture, to an entire race of people. We're giving them rape and drunkenness and fights in the street.
0: That's exactly it. That's you. You hit it on the head. I mean, that's what it's. Think about it. The first thing you you think of before you were more enlightened, as it were. <laughs> what, what was the first thing you thought of back then? Back then, I thought everybody's going to get drunk and they're all going to wear green, and that's what I thought. You know, St. Patrick's Day uh, meant to everybody out here in the you know in the states, and that right. that that makes me sad. It really does because it's. It's a reason. It's it's more of a reason now for people to be stupid.
2: Exactly. And,
0: and that's
2: the part that's upsetting, yeah. Yep. Cinco de Mayo, exactly the same way. Um, mm-hmm. It was that with even other cultures like, you know, maybe Christmas. It depends, you know, whatever you celebrate. But Christmas is now about getting presents and kind of getting pretty greedy with people lining up at Walmarts and Best Buys and whatever, you know, two days in advance to trample over each other push and shove and get hurt and be greedy and get as much as they can. I mean, that's now what we're negotiating with a holiday. Right. So then I guess the question is, do we care? I mean, is this something that we think needs to be changed or is it something that we're content to continue that way? And I, for one, am kind of tired of having, like, you know, Christmas being not about family and getting together and, you know, celebrating however it is that you're wanting wanting to in terms of you know, being safe, like eating with your family or opening some presents, yeah, or just hanging out and singing carols or whatever, or sleeping in. I don't really care what you do, but if it's all about being greedy, and that's what we're passing on to our kids, that's what we're telling the rest of the world that we believe in, that's where I start to have a problem.
0: Same here, same here, which is exactly why I think a, a bunch of us, you included, we all uh, had that big Black Friday boycott. Because yeah. it, 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 the whole holiday is starting to change. It's, it's you know it's, it's all about with with almost everything in life. It's all about the intent behind something, and the intentions behind so many the, these holidays aren't. Uh, they're just becoming, like I said, excuses for bad behavior, greed, you know, drinking and. Uh, there's nothing wrong with drinking. Let me let me. In case somebody goes, hey, what's wrong with drinking? Yeah, I've, I've got a beer in front of me right now. The difference <laughs> is, it, it's you know, I'm, I'm not looking at St. Patrick's Day as a reason to be to, to be stupid over it, and or looking at Christmas as a reason to be so greedy and try to beat some other citizen out of a really good deal at Walmart. It's the intent, you know, people. So. Sorry, babbling. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly it. It's um what is the intent behind it and that, you know, goes on to the next thought of it's also cultural insensitivity or purposeful ignorance of issues and people's orientation whether it's sexual orientation or um their job choices like making fun of somebody for um for like working at McDonald's right, one of my first jobs was working at a movie theater. But, you know, you hear it a lot, like, oh, you're so dumb, you're just going to work at McDonald's. Or, like, go fry some fries. Or, you know, whatever it is. But that is now something. That is, you know, it's it's a slam against what someone has chosen to do. And, yeah, to some extent, we can't all hold each other's hands and be friends and all sing Kumbaya and never, you know, make fun of each other. But at what point does it cross the line with our words, like with what we're saying? So... You know, saying, like, oh, that's so gay, or that's retarded, or um, mm-hmm. I can't think of many more because those two are the ones that I normally hear. Um, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of saying, that's retarded. And then my a really good friend of mine, his name is Brad, and we were talking online and chatting at work because, dear God, don't make me think of work. And I mentioned something like, oh, she said something retarded. And he goes, you know what? My little sister has Down syndrome. And I really don't appreciate you using that terminology. And I tell you what, it was like a kick in the fucking gut. I felt horrible. Like, skin went clammy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the worst person ever. I'm so sorry. And it's still something, even then, it's still something I battle with because I hear it all the time.
0: Right. Right.
2: So it's um you know it's interesting what we uh what we have conditioned ourselves to be acceptable to say and is there anything that that isn't acceptable? Like how do we is it something that we even would want to change or address or is our society so enmeshed in using these words that it's not worth battling? You
0: know, you and I are both both moms. You know, we both have small children that are watching. You know, they, they may not listen to everything we say, but they're watching all of our actions and, you know, passing on. Well, they do hear what we say. They hear everything we say, but how we treat other cultures, that's that's becoming, you know, the way that they're going to grow up to, to you know, behave towards those cultures. And wouldn't it be nice if, like what you and I are doing right now, if there was this greater consciousness of people just going, you know what that that word, you know, like saying gay, you know, for everything that's that's not approved of, if we were to to put our foot down now and say, hey, come on, you know what, that's not okay. That's equating gay with unacceptable in some matter, uh, or you know, just don't be a jerk on St. Patrick's Day because everybody else is. You know, as, as long as we're we're passing these these stopping points onto our kids and saying, you know what, we this isn't okay. This isn't okay, and even if it's just you guys that are hearing this, you know, out of our mouth, tell your friends next time you hear it, and, you know, you don't know where those ripples will end, so I agree that um, we should care. We should absolutely care. You know, I, I mean, we've all laughed, you know, at some some bad racist joke or something, but um, again, it, it's knowing what we all know when we've crossed the line. You know, um you can tell. You can you can just, you can feel it inside and, and if you choose to ignore it that's up to you. But I think just the whole topic of this show is is realizing you can't ignore it all the time because people are watching you. And you get exactly. that approval every time you ignore it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you um you strengthen it. I think that there's a lot of power in our words, whether um, their words of affirmation and telling someone that they did a good job or criticism or any time that you repeat words like, you know, that's retarded, that's so gay, you're giving that credence and you're telling by using that, you're telling another person that it's okay to keep doing that and to keep doing that around you. And so you're giving someone a lot of permission. And I think we don't always realize how much power we have in what we say and in what we don't say, especially. There's a lot of times where we could stick up for somebody and we don't do it. We gave someone else the power to walk all over a friend. Or if we do speak up and we stop someone from bullying or from picking on another person, that's, again, that's from using our words. And so saying things like retarded, gay, homo, um, using, when you start throwing out, you know, like the N-word or, um, you know, any racial slur, you start doing that, why is drop staring at me? You're calling me a Jew. Okay, so then, you know, saying, you know, <laughs> you're, such, you're such a Jew. I mean, some people, you know, they'll laugh. Some people will, you know, stab you in the eyeball. you call someone Damon. And then you do that. Jeez. Who gave him control? Um, Right, right.
0: I'm so sorry.
2: I'm looking at you. Well, then, you know it's interesting, like how much the um, how much businesses and retail is now actually looking into cultural sensitivity or insensitivity, and there's training for it. There's marketing based on it, and that's I mean that's ancient. People have been marketing to to women. They finally realize that you know we're a thing. We exist, and maybe we should market yeah. to them. That's always yeah. fun. And like. You know, it would be nice to, instead of marketing, you know, tampons to guys, like go buy this for your woman, they're actually marketed, which they were originally marketed to women um, or to men, and so start marketing to women. And now they're realizing, hey, look, there's other cultures aside from, you know, white bread or American or um, teenager. And now they're starting to get into little niche markets and doing that on a much broader scale that you see everywhere, not just on Telemundo you know, TV channel, now it's on, it's everywhere. You'll see multicultural, um, other languages, uh, mixed families of, like, you know, like gay dads and gay moms, and it's amazing and it's great. But if businesses are picking up on this and they're realizing how important their words are and their marketing is, then why aren't we, every day, also focusing on this? If they know that it can make them money or cost them a sale, that's something that we Mm -hmm. should Keep in mind too; they're not going to care if it doesn't make them money, but they're caring, so it must be important. Right?
0: It's important. It's important for their revenue, you know, like you said. But it's also important because uh, consumers are, are realizing how much their dollar equates votes. You know, it's it's yes. by using your dollar, you know, it's wisely. You're 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 in essence voting on what's okay and what's not, and just like with the whole JCPenney and Ellen, you know, degenerate thing and uh you know, the uh, you got to applaud the businesses that are realizing, oh my gosh, this isn't, you know, even if it is revenue based. They could just turn a blind turn a blind eye like other businesses are still doing and will probably always do, but you know, you got to you got to applaud the ones that are going, you know, what the smarter thing to do is to realize that people are people, and those differences shouldn't keep us from, you know, catering to them, too. Um, and, and it's, you know, with, with with us, like with our friends, when you're saying how we, we kind of laugh it off with our friends, you know, it's too much of a comfort zone to just go along with things. It's, it's it's you know, the braver person. It's it's very uncomfortable to go, you know, and, hey, that's, you know what, that's not okay. Look, we're not going to be saying stuff like that anymore, especially in front of our kids. It's uncomfortable and people don't like to be uncomfortable. So they they tend to let these things just slide. You know, um but the smarter thing to do like what you're bringing up right now is to finally realize um you're affecting the next generation, you know, and the generation after that if you don't put your foot down right now and figure out what is is really insensitive and uh and speak up about it. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, we've got chatter going on in the the, the chat room. Um, know when the uh, we've got Danimator uh, saying something about uh, know when the line. Yeah, that's the whole thing. The whole point is know when the line is crossed and and be aware. You know, awareness again, being aware. It's like wow, you you know that that's not right. So
2: exactly, and and I think yeah, know when the line is crossed, and yeah, definitely own up to it if you say something that you know isn't, I mean, if you say something, yeah, it's one thing to stop saying it, and that's great, and I think that's a great first step. If you are someone who, you know, like me, still slips up and says things that if if someone heard it, um, like if my friend Brad heard me say, that's retarded, I would feel horrible, and that's actually one of the first things I try to keep at the front of my mind, like this really is offensive that's not, there's a whole campaign against using that as a negative word, just like there is for using gay as a, as a, having a negative connotation, and it's one thing to stop saying it, it's another thing to actually stop and correct yourself, and and in front of somebody, and say, you know what, I just screwed up, and I, you know, I'm not comfortable saying that, I really hope that, you know, it didn't bother you, don't be an idiot like me, and just, you know, continue with your life, you don't to make it a big deal, and make it a whole woe is me thing, but letting someone know that you are cognizant of what you're saying, because then that also gives better credence to your words later on when you're actually saying something that is important and isn't super offensive and dumb.
0: That is a really good point. Um, it's better to correct yourself in front of them. That That is. You know, I said something on the show one time, and um, I went back and actually deleted it out because I went, wow, what the hell was I thinking? That, that wasn't Okay. You know, and I told myself now that if I, you know, because before I, you know, was paying attention or aware or enlightened, whatever you know what you want to call it, I was I was throwing stuff out there too. My mouth, you know, <laughs> zero to sixty while the brain is still in idle. And um, you know, it, I told myself if I ever do that again on the show, I'm going to say, you know what, I I apologize. That was, uh, yeah, that wasn't okay, and and I'm sorry I said it. And then move on, like you said. So, you know, as long as people hear that you know you said that and you know it's not okay, you know, then it makes it okay for them to do the same thing.
2: Exactly. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people, and I know not everyone listening is a part of, you know, what we refer to as the community or, like, the RLSH, the Real Life Superhero stuff or the initiative or anything like that. But there's a lot of people in the community that I'm referring to that, you know, talk a lot about holding themselves to a higher standard and um, wanting to be examples, whether for kids or other people near them, is wanting to inspire change or, um, you know, doing good deeds, whatever their, their shtick is. And really, what better place to start inspiring change than actually actively changing the way that we speak about other cultures, whether that's, you know, race or disability or generational or anything. I think that's probably the most important thing that we can do, it's, and it's constant. It doesn't take a fancy outfit. It doesn't take money. Um, you don't have to, you know, study anything aside from, is this a bad word to use? Is, is this something that's super offensive to an entire group of people? Yeah, okay, well, I'll just stop doing it. So anything that you can do that, you know, especially is cheap, is nice. I'm looking at drop as right. I do this he always yells at
0: me for anything, anything on anything,
2: ever. <laughs> ever. Or I least about He's always glaring. Oh, I think I'm going to go in the other room. Um. Yeah. It has
0: to end here.
2: <laughs> oh <that's horrible. laughs> horrible, wow, nice one. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's nice. It's something that a lot of people, you know, it's March now, so people are done with their New Year's resolutions. I know I am. I think mine was to not make one, and I'm like, oh, crap, that was, not make one is making one, which is not make, oh, so I failed that one. And it might be a good time to start thinking, like, okay, it's a good time to start working on myself. What can I do every day? Let's just monitor what you're saying. Make sure that, you know, you wouldn't be embarrassed by if someone heard you say this. And I think that kind of sums up the entire, like, cultural sensitivity, what is or isn't would you be ashamed of someone hearing you say what you're saying? Would you be ashamed of someone reading what you've written? Or, you know, anything like that. If it brings you a sense of guilt for doing it, chances are it's not a good thing to do.
0: That's a good way to measure. It really is. Well, how am I feeling? Am I feeling guilty about this? And then, no, it's wrong. You know it is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good point.
2: Yeah, being honest, though, with yourself is hard. Um, like, yeah, I, I don't want to go to hot yoga today because I work really hard at gardening and stuff. So I just <laughs> not, you know, um, do stuff. And well, just like, you know, I just want to be a lazy bitch and sit on the couch and place my kids <laughs> or, like, have a dropper on my back or something that does not involve, 105-degree temperatures and bending in weird positions, and that guy works. That's <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so, so pretty.
1: so,
0: so pretty. Yep. Yeah. So
2: I think being honest with yourself is hard. It's really hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Denial? Delusion? is, is You know, that's a lot of people's MO for getting through the day. It's so much easier because if you're if you're honest with yourself and you're if we're taking accountability, you know, taking responsibility for everything, it's a lot of work. Who the hell wants to work? You know, it's easier to just glide, just glide by. So, and yeah, like you said with today, with the everybody needs that every now and then. It's all about that balance, right? It's if you're if you're weighing too much on this end or on the other end. You know there's a balance. So, you know, It's it's about it's like this 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 whole cultural thing. It's a a, excuse me. Are you are you too? Oh, you're hilarious. Both of the chat room is. I I apologize. If people can't see it, you should log into the chat room. By the way, if you're listening and you found the link online, you can actually scroll down in Log Talk Radio and join the chat room anytime you want. Um, It's pretty funny what goes on in there. They, They they comment and respond to what we're saying here on the air and. Some of it is just ridiculous, but anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to look at it anymore. I'm, we're talking it. We're talking, guys. Yeah. So,
2: stuff. Words. Um. Actually, I dropped just called something to my attention that I had read a little while ago, but um, hadn't looked into that much. But it's perfect for what we're talking about. It's um. It's on a website. It's called Opine Season. O P I N E Season. Com, and. Um, Talking about it's actually a, uh, a poet, artist, musician named uh, Guante, and the link is now up on in the chat room. Um, it's talking about the Oscars offensive jokes and bully culture, and this is exactly what we're talking about. It's you know every time that the rapper a rapper says the word bitch, and I'm just reading straight from this right now because it's good. You know if they're not using it in an explicitly um, Bad way. I can never say that word. Misogynistic. Thank you. I cannot say misogynistic. I want to say, like, massage the mystic way. <laughs> every time a college student dresses up in a Halloween costume that is a caricature of someone else's culture, every time some hipster says something racist to prove how beyond race they are, or every time you post a Facebook status talking about how a particularly tough video game is raping you, none of these things alone represent the end of the world. It's about the cumulative effect. So, the idea here that, um, you know, what you're saying affects what you're thinking, and what you're thinking will then affect what you do. And it kind of comes back, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but then there's the other side. Like, does that mean that we can't have free speech? Does that mean that I can't, you know, call someone, like, you're kind of being bitchy today, you're being a bitch, or I feel like the gas station just raped me. I mean, does that mean that that's something that we can't say or is it something that we should just consider how that, how saying that will have an effect on what we're thinking and then what we allow to be permissible down the road?
0: And there is the conflict right there because I know that I, you know, I love my culture. I love all my cultures. I love, you know, (laughs) The things that we you know that we do that other people make fun of, and you know and i I can laugh at it um I can laugh at a lot of it, but at the same time well be we, again, I think it comes back to intent. The problem is everybody can't read your mind, and especially when it's in written form in like Facebook, they can't tell that you know you actually love this culture you love you know you're you're just making fun and having fun with it and. You know, it's it's so funny. No matter what you say, no matter what comes out of your mouth, that someone's going to be offended. So it's 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 a balance. It's it's. Am I offending someone because I'm a? See, I was about to say because I'm. A, I'm not even to use the word because <laughs> I'm a jerk or. A, <laughs> <you> know, <what? laughs> or or am I thinking this through too much? So where does you know how do how do we find the balance with that?
2: Right, and I think. I don't think that there's a cut and dry way. I mean, there's a lot of times where like, where we're talking even on here, like on Tribe Talk or in our conversations on Facebook or in real life, which does exist, you know, with other people. And there's usually there's times where we have a cut and dry answer, like, okay, this is the problem, what do we do? We either do this or this. Okay, let's go to the left and go this way. And I think in this instance, you know, what you just said, Rock, is very true. There's some things about our cultures that we appreciate and we like and does not necessarily make us feel guilty, does not harm anyone that we know of, and doesn't mean that we should stop doing it just because someone out there might be offended? I don't think so. But I think the real goal of this is to have that conversation and just to start getting people thinking about it, like, would this potentially hurt someone? And then be prepared to follow up on that. If it hurt their feelings but you don't feel guilty about it, have an adult conversation instead of just saying, well, you're being a dumb bitch and just walk away. I mean, that's not healthy. Being able to say, okay, so why were you offended? And I would like to know. I want to grow as a person as opposed to, you know, re-offending you if it's someone that you care about. You don't want to keep hurting someone's feelings, so figure out why. You know, hopefully learn from it. And if you feel like it's something that needs to be modified, great. If it doesn't, maybe they can learn something. But I think that we're not having enough conversation about why we're offended, just that we're telling people that we're offended. It's like running to a teacher and saying, you know, Billy picked on me. Well, what did Billy do? I don't know. He doesn't like me, and I've got my feelings hurt. And this is exactly what I did to my teacher in second grade. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Mimi. But... (laughs) You're listening myself. out there right now, going, "Yes, I got that apology." <laughs> I don't remember what your name was. It wasn't Temper, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's exactly it. It's just you know, why run and tattletale on somebody when you could have this amazing chance to grow and to change your mind, learn something new, and either feel validated in saying what you said, like you know, feel like it's okay, maybe not necessarily validated. That'd be awesome, um, but feel okay with saying what you said or change. And either one is good. But the constant back and forth battle without any actual discussion isn't healthy for anybody.
0: No, and and I'm very you know, I'm glad you said this because it, it it's what should be happening, especially with, with the way that Facebook is so much a part of our lives. You know, 10 years ago, no, we, we, we had more, you know, I, I think we all talked face-to-face more or on the phone or, you know, whatever. But now that we have Facebook, um, I see that people are doing the opposite of what you were saying. They're they're going, I'm offended. And the only reason we're going to engage in conversation is because I'm being argumentative right now. It's not necessarily that I want to learn something. It's that I want to show you that I'm right. And right. We can't learn anything from that. We can't. And oh, that drives me crazy. Now, if more more people would come at it the way that you just described, let's talk about this like adults. Let's uh let's communicate because even if I'm not going to change the way I feel about it, I could learn something, uh, and you can too. Instead of we're we're just coming together just to duke it out, it's, it's we're coming together so maybe one of us can learn from each other. Man, that's that's uh the way I wish. It could be more often. Not all you know, not all the time. I understand this isn't a perfect world, but more often. Then we could be learning from each other every time we interact on Facebook instead of all this oppositional defiance, you know.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's why John is in the
0: initiative. Um Yeah. <laughs> nodding. And um, that way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Um
2: I think I don't know. I I think that the the trolling that happens on Facebook is a really good example. I think people are wanting to have a conversation, and maybe, and maybe I'm just being too like, poly positivity here, which is rare for me. Um, but maybe people are <laughs> wanting to have this conversation and don't exactly know how to get it started, and they're just saying, "I'm offended" right. or "That's wrong," and I think it's it's just gonna take a constant effort at thinking about well why am I offended by this. You can't just tell somebody that they're that they've hurt you and not give them the chance to well they may not take that chance but not give them a chance to change it. And that's difficult. I know that I mean think about a personal relationship. You know, someone that you love pisses you off and sometimes it's hard to to verbalize why you're pissed off. You just know that you feel hurt. You didn't like what they said and you have to dig deeper into why you didn't
0: like it. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. And you made me think of, uh, I read something from this um, this renowned uh, psychiatrist who had once said that um, our negative feelings, almost every negative feeling can be broken down into two emotions, and that would be fear, or desire so if you're really angry at someone it's, it's so important like you said to ask yourself why am i so angry and and 99 percent of the time the the answer comes down to the root of it is, is you're fearing something there's something that you're afraid of something that you're afraid of i don't know losing facing whatever um right and if you can face that, then uh, you can go forward. It, it may not change the way you feel, but, but at least knowing and acknowledging can help you move forward somehow. Definitely.
2: Um, there and That can be said for – actually, that's perfect. It can be said for a lot of um, well, getting out of cultural insensitivity and into, like, direct, like, racism and hate speech. That's, you know, the root of it as well is people um, – a lot of the times they are scared – of maybe they were brought up being told that, as I was, being told that black people are to be feared because they're all criminals. That didn't make me scared. That made me go, huh? Because I go to school with like predominantly black kids, and I'm not scared. I'm jealous that they have, you know, cool clothes because I was poor. But I mean, I, I like I just I didn't get it, and I think I got lucky in that situation, but people are either scared because they're ignorant and they just decide that they don't want to learn something about another culture or they, it is possible that they are just dumb, which is, you know, <laughs> or they, you know, they're scared of the fact that they like someone that is without outside of their, you know, their comfortable boundaries of like what they are brought up to like or who their friends like, um, a lot of people who are homophobic, we know, you know, are homophobic. Some people are that way because they have had those feelings, and they it scares them to have those feelings. Some people are just idiotic tools whose to, sole existence is to be a living, walking troll. But <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, hold way. up, hold up! You just you just offended all the, the tools out there. You know this now. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of them are out there going, "Wow, I'm I'm offended.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, tools and trolls. Do
1: <laughs> you sorry,
0: can tell
1: okay. <laughs> <scared>. <laughs> Well, the real question is, why do you guys feel offended? Is it because you're afraid of something? <laughs> you are correct, sir.
2: Downside to having a partner sitting next to you during a serious
0: conversation. Oh my gosh, tell me about it. Uh, I no. about it. Me it's great. Does Brooke did wait? wait. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, um, sorry about that.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, the last thing that I really have, honestly, um, is that remembering that it's really it's different. There's a there's a line between being insensitive to other cultures, like. Um, kind of, a lot of times it's a good nature of like, um, like drinking the green beer, getting drunk, and you know, just being crazy on St. Patrick's Day and thinking that that's all the culture is about. Yes, it's very offensive, and you can learn from that, but that's an insensitivity or um, just a lack of knowledge, honestly, for some of like the younger, like just able to drink crowds. Sometimes it's just, they're kind of dumb. Sorry, kids. Um, like, <laughs> raw, not anyone, I'm, no, never mind. Um, so, Sometimes it's just people are dumb, but then you cross the line into being racist when you start throwing out, you know, known derogatory terms and huge generalizations like all Irish are drunk, and then taking it to the next level because you just bought it, you just spoke it, now you're going to act on it by maybe you're not going to hire somebody. I mean, it it can get down and drill down to that level of, you know, I don't like women, so I don't laugh at me, John, I swear to God, I'll punch you and fucking throw, you know, I don't like women, sorry everybody, so, like,
0: women are bitches,
2: I am going to continually say this, I don't like them, and nope, I'm going to choose hiring this dude over this chick because women need to be taken down a peg. Like, you just crossed a huge line, my friend, into something that went from being a, and insensitivity, like saying, you know, oh, that bitch was so hot. Like, yeah, it's annoying and it's offensive to me because I'm a girl. But you just crossed a huge line because you just acted on it in a way that definitely hurt somebody. You just impacted their their ability to earn a living. And um, same thing for, you know, race, black, Irish, black Irish, Um, any, you know, Chinese, Japanese, anything you can put your finger on there's a way to really be a dick, and I think it's kind of finding what that line is, and it's kind of a, a glaring one. It's one that most people know, and they just don't care about, and that's kind of where I get angry and start throwing things.
0: Hopefully at the people doing that, yeah. I do. Okay.
2: I try to de-escalate okay. the situation a little bit first, but usually I'm the one that's escalated, <laughs> so it's harder to de-escalate myself.
0: Oh uh, man, you know what? I, I'm going to throw this out there. It's, it's uh, we're going. I'm digressing, but it's for a good reason. You may say that, but I still look at your de-escalation story as one of the best out there. And um, would you, would you hate me if I asked you to 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 recount it here on the radio for people Sorry. who are going to listen? You know what? <laughs> you know what, John? I'm just Okay, okay, you you got... I'm going to fire both of you, that's it. The, the men are fired. So, okay, great. Um This is what happens when you have dueling soundboards.
1: As clumsy as he is, stupid.
0: Okay, are, are we done? Are we done with that so that I can hear her story? Drop, you get one more, and that's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you, it doesn't work oh, that way. Huh? Oh. <laughs> one <laughs> All right. so so if 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 you wouldn't mind temper i mean I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that but i think it's one of the best yes question stories out there of so many people would have freaked um yeah totally is it
2: the um the dude
0: on the bus with the gun um, yes absolutely with a yep, gun okay. yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> if that didn't get your attention um yeah right. no i i'm um, Coming home from visiting uh, John for the evening, and it was late. I mean, it was it was pretty late. I think it was after midnight a little bit by then, or close. Um, and I was on the bus. I and it was a new bus route for me, and it was late. And I'm going to emphasize the fact that it was late because I don't like being out that late. Um, and there was a guy that was sitting on the bus, and he just was looking a little um, little anxious. And I noticed when I looked over at him, kept looking, kind of watching, thinking, like, this guy isn't looking right. And I saw a gun just sitting there in his lap, and he was seeing it, and, like, you know, looking at it and touching it. And he'd kind of, like, hide it under his coat a little bit, like, scoot under his coat. And then he'd bring it back out, and I'm just looking on the bus going, what the hell? <laughs> like, is no one... Like, okay, I didn't do drugs. I don't do drugs, so... I'm not hallucinating. I've had coffee today, which means I am a functioning human. And I just started thinking, like, this This isn't going to be a good situation. And then, you know, he, starts, he, then he left it out. He left it on his lap. And I think another person saw it because she was looking a little nervous. She's sitting across the way from me. And so, um, you know, I went up to the guy, and I asked him if he wouldn't mind holding my umbrella. And I... I had, I mean, that was the only thing I had on me, and I'm like, if he's holding my umbrella, maybe he'll think, you know, not to shoot somebody or not to have his hand on a gun, and then um, while he's doing that, walk up to to the bus driver and let him know, like, there's a dude right behind you with a gun in his lap, and he's just touching it, you know, we may want to stop the bus and get people off, I don't know what he's planning to do, but there's a gun, and so sure enough, he keeps going for a little ways, and we start to um, we start to slow down and come to a stop that wasn't at a normal bus stop. And this guy is getting agitated. And so I um, I asked him again, like, hey, can you just can you help me hold this umbrella? Like I have too much in my hands. And would that be okay? And can you help me get off the bus? I just I don't think I can get off on my own with this bag, which admittedly I carry too much crap in there anyway. So it was valid which is really important, and we get off, like, we start to get off the bus, and I slip, and he kind of helps me up, and that's when we hear the police sirens. And by now, I mean, the bus driver has closed the bus doors. I am alone with this guy on the sidewalk, and he hears police sirens, and he starts to get antsy, and his hand goes inside to, inside his coat to where the gun is, like, kind of tucked into a pocket. And so I I did the only thing I could think of doing was hug him. And give him a really big hug and tell him that it's okay and, you know, not to worry and we're off the bus and I'm sorry that you're so stressed out. And I got my hand on the gun and kind of moved it a little bit so that if it didn't go off, it wouldn't hit me. Or if it did hit me, it wouldn't hit me in anywhere that would impair my ability to continue living and just kind of held on to him until a police officer walked up and then, you know, was able to, back away slowly and not have to um you know get shot or anything. But this guy was not stable. He wasn't he wasn't acting aggressive. So he also wasn't safe. And I think that the um the hug is what calmed him way way down. His heart was pounding next to mine to the point where I was surprised he wasn't gasping and then he just was able to calm way way down. And I think it was one of the best and semi I know Jop is nodding. It's one of my stupid things I've ever done in terms of hugging, but you know what? It worked in the moment, and it worked with this guy. And um, yeah, that that's
0: it. You know, I I applaud you for that. I know people are listening. going, What the hell? <laughs> I wouldn't have done what she did. That's here, I don't think I could have done it. <laughs> you know, it. Thank you. Yes, she deserves that. I'm thinking one of the best things that you did for him was the interaction because you know if he's got it out on his lap, he wants people to see it. He wants to be acknowledged, you know. So, but you didn't acknowledge him in a negative way. You you know you you actually reached out to him. Was it kind of dangerous? Yeah, but we also have that that gut. You know they they call the gut our second mind. You know, and if your gut. Was telling you that it was okay, which it obviously was, and you know, reaching out to this human being and hugging him was probably, you know, it's, it's that moment if he if he was lucid enough will will stay with him for the rest of his life. Definitely. So, you know, you saved the people on the bus. I can't believe the bus driver closed the door on you. <laughs> Just be <leave laughs> out there alone with the guy. Good job, guy. Thanks for being brave like that. Um, but. You know good job to you thank you so when you say you don't deescalate sure we all have we all have our temper you know um sure. but in under under times of duress, you obviously had enough of a level head to know what to do you know more than once so yeah i'm sorry i I love that story. I just thought it was a you know we we recently had a um well not too recently, one of our shows was about de escalation and and I like the fact that you you know. You brought that up um, I didn't mean to cut off the the whole cultural sensitivity thing, but it sounded like you were um coming to the end of that anyway
2: yep yeah no that's that's definitely that's definitely it um, and you know I think it ties in honestly it's meeting somebody at their at their level where they're at that's what the escalation's all about is connecting on a human level and when you think about cultural sensitivity or insensitivity, it's more about meeting someone on their level, and interacting with everybody as human beings as opposed to potential but
0: to a joke. Right, right. Um, And I'm thinking, you know, when you're talking about the... uh, the whole de-escalating because you could. I, I was thinking about how we were out in Occupy, you know, um, Occupy Oakland, and the de-escalation classes that they taught us there. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's coming to whatever level that person is on, trying to figure out what it is, what their needs are, right then, you know. Um, and if it's if they're joking about their own culture, if they think it's funny, and you know, and, and you have a joke out there, then you guys are on the same level. It's okay. You're both laughing. You both understand what it's about. You know. Right. But if they're obviously not happy about it, then yeah, it's also finding it like you said, earlier, finding out why they're offended so that you can possibly learn from it. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh
2: no, go go ahead. Ahead. I'm sorry. I got a I have a, a a giggling partner over here and it it always makes me worry when he starts to giggle. Sorry.
0: Uh oh, what's he giggling for? I mean, it's laughing it up, hard- fuzzball. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, the chat
2: room uh, is is great and blowing up with um with good joking. It's an, a good example of good joking.
0: See, that's great because you know it's all right. we get it. Like if you were to if you no, I'm not gonna start. I, I was gonna say I'll just start with all these these jokes about my culture, but it's okay. It's, you know, it's. God, we have so many cultures. You guys could insult me for everything. Although I'm not Jewish, you know. See, so I, wanted to I don't that. think I am.
2: <laughs> I
0: can make you one, don't worry. I think you can. I think I could become Jewish through uh, osmosis. You can hang out and cook your food because you've been driving me crazy with all those food posts. And <laughs> um, but That is my goal. This is your this is your uh your show tonight. So uh if there's something else you wanna um any other topic you wanna talk about, we're we're open too. If you wanna goof off or talk about um shoes whatever, man. i you what? what the heck are you people doing? you're cutting yourself meat. off? I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meats, best I can do. Get out of here. Bring me more photos. That's that's, that's great. But, oh, so, um, let me take a break, real quick. Real quick, I want to tell people who might, you know, join us late. This is we've got Temper of the Washington Initiative um, with us, and if you missed any of the show, you know it's going to be it's, they're all archived, and you can you can catch whatever you missed at your leisure. And uh, on on the soundboard tonight, we've got we've got Nybug Na- of course, um, and then uh, John Drop is guesting on the soundboard too. So if you hear a bunch of goofy sounds. <laughs> if you're in the chat room and you see a lot of typing, that's probably dropped. Here. Holy, um, listen, you, you smell too. something. <laughs> you guys, sound wars, over there. <laughs> sound, sound wars over here. Um. Oh, speaking of Sound Wars, I don't want to. Uh, you know what, Temper? Hang on two seconds. Okay, honey, we, uh, we have a we have a little show. Uh, I mean, a, a little game on our show called. Dear God, what is that thing? Where we play a. Um, a sound clip, and if you guess either the movie or the actor or actress who uh, actor at a high um who said oh. it, then you win a prize. And the prize is getting something. Getting what was it? Oh yeah, near uh, zero, zero to say uh, anything you want on the air. Um, the, we don't say anything racist, of course, and we don't say anything cruel or yeah, uh, you know. Um, but you know something funny,
1: and yeah, let us know.
0: So the the sound this week is.
1: I tried to go with an easy one because. Oh I, yeah. Right, last, last. I tried to go with an easily identifiable sound because the last sound went for three weeks. So.
0: And no one got it, and it was so easy. It was the chest burster from the Alien movie. So um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 an old movie. Loud, I don't know. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Oh my God, that is loud! Can you play that one more time though, maybe at a little reduced rate? One down. Okay, there you go. Okay, don't call in now and don't uh, don't don't chat in now. We'll do that again at the end of the show. Um, and uh, if you know it, you win you win the prize. So I, I knew that one before you even told me what it was. So I like that movie. Um, I'm sorry. You but- are correct, sir. In the absence of zero, that, that leaves us uh that leaves us to a little more time to just chat more about whatever you'd like to bring to the table. How's that oh man <laughs> She's like there's so much, there's so much I want to say. <laughs> no better.
2: Um, there is, there is. I'm just I'm normally I normally bite my tongue because people are tired of hearing me talk. Um I did wanna say um mention something really quick, if I might about um the Nation of Heroes documentary.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm glad you're doing that. Feel free to go run to town with it.
2: Awesome. Um, I I have been noticing, I mean, there's, we've been kind of talking about, if you've seen any of our, um, any of the, the, what we call the bedtime stories that are out there more talking to everybody listening than obviously rocks, because you've, you've made them. Um, but if you've seen them, we're talking about uh, the, the difference between how there's a lot of, uh, like, Snooki and, um, God, what is that little girl? Honey Boo Boo. Oh, Honey Boo Boo. Right. And you see this in the media, and you're not getting a whole lot of positive attention. It's like, you know, gun rights and the hot dog processing. Is that a thing still? No? no? <laughs> um, but there's a whole lot of, you know, crap that we're presented with and a lot of sadness and a lot of depression and a lot of... <laughs> things that we don't necessarily have the ability to um, change on an immediate basis or to shine a positive light on ourselves. But with um, the documentary that we're working on in the initiative, it's the um, Taking Initiative, Nation of Heroes, and we're you know traveling from San Diego to New York and along the way talking to people who are doing things like grassroots level on up that are making a difference in their communities and this is something that as soon as we decided to do it, like I just I geeked out. There were tears and and the the eating of popcorn, which is apparently what I do when I'm excited. And just <laughs> a crap ton of excitement from both, you know, John and I. And um it's huge. It's an amazing way to to show the world, whoever watches this, that there are people out there that are um, are taking the initiative that are improving their communities on their own and aren't waiting for other people to do it for them. And that's huge. I think we all have some cause or some belief or some passion of ours that we would jump at the chance to, um, to promote or to, you know, make a situation better for somebody or to change something. And this is, this is where my heart is at. And um, now people have the ability to help us uh, make that documentary, and um, it's the an Indiegogo fundraiser, and it's um, Indiegogo.com/slash/NationOfHeroes. And there's uh, some amazing gifts, um, like my friend Jenny. She was one of the donors, and um, was it was amazing. I just I had mentioned it to her once, and I mean, granted, the girl owes me. I mean, I supported like Tupperware. Okay. <laughs> just gonna throw that out
0: there. Stuff you don't need.
2: Um, but it's it's an amazing way to really get involved, and people are, you know, a lot of people will whine and complain. I still do sometimes. There's there's nothing you can do about that. Well, there's something you can do about this, and adding a little positivity, and showcasing people who deserve it, not necessarily, you know, celebrities who are getting attention because they have the biggest ass that you've ever seen, which is you know great look <laughs> but not necessarily beneficial to anybody. So I would just really encourage anyone who's listening, either now or later or in the chat room or anything, to just consider heading over. And even if you don't donate anything to the film, even though you get an amazing backing prize, you should check them out on the lower right-hand side. Um, Even if you don't donate, you can pass it on to somebody else who you think might, or who you think might get a kick out of it. You can give us give people suggestions about, hey, like this looks like this would be a great person to interview. Have you heard about so-and-so over in law? And wonderful that'd be a great person to go stop and meet and swap some skills and talk to and show the world that there are people out there who are trying to make a difference and not just trying to make a buck off of their large ass
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know thank you because when you say that's where your heart is yeah yeah me too um I'm, I'm just getting so tired of, um, oh, my God. Every time I turn around, someone's going, so we should do something about that. I hear that so often. And I thought, well, you're somebody. So uh, how about you You uh, you know, you do something about it or uh, at least try to help the people that are trying to do something about it. And, you know, people, people get put off by the amount. It's a lot. But you know what? We have a whole show about why it costs that much. And if you look yep. on Kickstarter... You will see. I looked at Kickstarter, and this was when we—I had listed these when we had the uh, the Nation of Heroes question show because it was like call us up, ask us whatever you want about the documentary. And one of the questions was, "What is all that money going to? You know, why is it so expensive?" And I was like, "We'll, we'll break it down for you. We're very transparent with this. Um, you know, it's number one, it's it's uh, it's gas. Number two, it's it's uh, the expenses that have to come with the equipment. If anybody knows what it's like to make a full feature film uh it's not cheap guys editors oh, cost you know they they cost money um you, you know how much a, I just realized uh, how much a shotgun mic is it has nothing to do with real guns um hmm. boom stands how much those oh my gosh, this stuff is expensive, and we're trying to gorilla most of it um so what the the amount that you see there on the site is left over from us trying to make things ourselves. You know, um, camp out where we can along the way because you know it's it's practically free, uh, and you know cook our own food, of course. So, um, and just to let you guys know, when I was on Kickstarter looking to see how much comparable um, film projects were, ours is, we were asking for seventeen grand, and uh, I looked at there was a, a, what, a ten minute short called Crane. You can look these up yourself, you guys. Five thousand dollars they need for a ten-minute short. We're making a full-feature documentary. Veronica Mars. Mars raised yeah a million. <laughs> um, the the story of Catherine and Jay Wolf. They needed ten thousand dollars, and they're not you know it's it's not even a full-feature thing. It's a short film. A short film for ten um, <clears> thousand. There's another one uh, called a documentary. It's called uh, Seeing Beyond the Moment. Fifteen grand. And these went up to 95000 for one called Family Party. That's a full feature. That's a full feature film, which is what we're doing, a feature film. They're asking for $95,000. We're not wow. even trying to make any money off this. We're not trying to make a profit. You know why we're doing this? Just like Temper said, when we talk about, you know, when the initiative comes on and says, hey, I just did this, I just fed 80 people, you know what? I don't give a damn if you think it's bragging. You know what it is? It's, hey, somebody heard this, and guess what they're doing next week? They're asking, can you help me set up um, a way to feed 80 people too?" Or somebody heard, you know, so if if you want to call it bragging, whatever, fine. I'm the biggest braggart in the world. But if that means that someone else is going to listen to this or read that, and say, hey, you know what, I got a bunch of socks and a bunch of clothes. Can you use those on your next handout? You know, I'll be damned if that it hasn't been happening for the last year now. I get old coworkers going, I saw that you do these things. Can I give you this or that so that you can hand them out? So exactly. this movie, the essence of this whole documentary is that, you know, hey, you know what, how many thousand people see it, and they go, wow, are you kidding That's what's going on. This this initiative group is out there doing this, and they're out there finding other people who are doing all these great things. Hey, maybe I can do something. Yeah, you can. That's the whole message. We're broke. We don't have a lot of money to do these things. You know, I mean, seriously. People are like, yeah, if I had the money, if I had the time. Guess what? I don't have the money, and I don't have the time. I'm making the time. You are correct, sir. Thank you. I'm doing this without the money. So if we can do it, that's what the documentary is all about. You know, it's, people are going, hey, it's the initiative trying to fund their own, what was it, uh, I don't know, vacation? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be a vacation, traveling five hours a day, sleeping in a camping tent, and then, you know, going to do an interview the next morning, and then traveling five more hours that day, sleeping in a sleeping bag again. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, it actually does sound fun to me, but it's like, no. yeah, we're not going to be working at all, right? Sure. So, right, and I think
2: no, don't you, it I think what you touched on about it not being like it's the initiative, filming other people like this isn't you know two and a half hours whatever of you know the I standing around, you know saying how great <laughs> right. we are, it's, it's, like full on. I, yeah, I don't. It's mind blowing for me, but I you know I think I, I think I'm a little too close to the project to be completely unbiased. But it's more the fact that I'm even getting my my mom. Um, mommy Temper, who um, has finally come around to the fact that, you know, people can make a change themselves. She used to do homeless feeding um, in in Bellevue, Washington, which is Upper East Side. Um, is where Microsoft is based. It's not exactly a poor location, but you have a huge homeless population. She used to do this on a weekly basis. Wow. And it's, it's the second I told her what it was about, that it wasn't about glorifying our group, but about calling attention to people who were doing the things that she used to do. I mean, she was on board like crazy and starts, you know, just ra- like raving about how this is the most amazing thing ever. And it's really, it just, it, and it isn't about getting the praise for it. It's about the fact that she's excited. And if she's excited, again, it's that your thought turns into what you speak, and your seeking is an action. And, if she's thinking this is the most amazing thing ever, you know, maybe that gets her back involved with homeless feeding. Maybe someone hears her raving about it and decides that they want to do something, and that's really all that it's about. And 17000 for that really isn't that much, like you were saying, and it's going to happen regardless, right? I think we decided that no matter what we raise, we're still going to do it.
0: Yeah, I'll probably end up having to sell my car. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen regardless. We just... It would be a lot easier for us to not have to eat beans out of a can if uh, if uh we could raise the thing, you know. As, seriously, it's like we're, we're willing to do it. You don't even know how crazy this team is. We we will do that if we have to. Uh, the only things that we can't fudge on are we can't fudge on equipment and we can't on, you know, the people that we're paying to edit and such. So it's like, unless you know pro bono people, well, now we've already got the people picked out, so it's cool because we, we try to their <laughs> stuff. Um You know, speaking of uh, um, inspiration, um, I had, I was telling, I was asking you actually to share your story because uh, there was another story um, this week about uh, de-escalation and Mm -hmm. I think you know who that was. It was a a guy who's got this really fun name in the initiative and it was just the craziest de-escalation. Did you see that one? That that was uh, a... I did,
2: with um, Dark
0: Guardian? No, no, the the that would be um, Spider, actually, the ah, escalation. Ah. With, uh, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up, guys, is because um, this stuff doesn't just happen to people in these, these groups like the initiative. It happens everywhere. Something could go on. And if you're able to reach out to another human being and, and de-escalate a, um, a situation... And walk away with no one being hurt and no one, um, you know, hating on anybody else. And someone actually feeling like they made a connection, do it. That's that's the escalation. So, you know, we got his permission to share it. So um, I'm going to do that real quick here. Uh, uh, One of our newest members of the New York Initiative, you guys might know him because um, he's like this parkour uh, extraordinary guy, and uh, he's actually a real life—no, uh, I'm not gonna say superhero. <laughs> a real life video game character. He won, you know. It's, it's, I don't want to screw it up, Spider. If you're listening right now, I—you um, guys can look him up. Just go to the NYI page, and you can look at Jeremy Spider with a Y, Thomas Gallant. Um, and I just—I—I I had to share this story this week, but. He uh, he was out doing karaoke the other night, and um, he walked out of a bar and noticed uh, a, a Hispanic guy getting aggressive with another guy outside of an Irish pub, and they were circling each other, uh, semi-shouting obscenities, and no one else was doing anything about it. Um, and uh, he stepped to the, um, the Hispanic man's side, which is a smart move, First of all, because you don't want to be straight in front of him. you don't want to get in between two dogs that are about to, you know, snarl and bite each other, because you're just going to get, you know, bitten. Um, and he immediately asked the guy's name. And you know what? You know what's important about that is because sometimes somebody just wants to, con- you know, acknowledge me somehow. It's just like the guy with the gun saying, "Acknowledge me somehow." You know, I'll take either way, either a uh, a violent acknowledgement or a a kind, compassionate one. You know, they just want to be acknowledged. And and asking him his name, it's like, oh, okay, let me take my attention away and tell you what my name is. And he did. And uh, the guy's name was Arturo. And uh, so what does Spider do, who is this amazing parkourist, like I said? He says, Arturo, yo, watch this. And he does a backflip on the spot. He literally does a backflip so i i know we can't all backflip but you know let's focus on on the whole story so arturo was like that was the coolest thing he's ever seen and you know he still had some aggression toward the the people outside the irish bar and stuff but at least he you know he had his attention he had his target lock broken so i uh, was trying
1: to diffuse the tension
0: Exactly Thank you very much Fred or George Weasley Whichever one that was um, So Spider Spider noticed That he smelled like uh, He smelled like weed That um, Arturo smelled like weed So he we offered to walk him Back home So he could smoke You know Because if the guy's going to smoke That's brilliant too Get him at home You know And And He he Offering to walk him home He had a friend with him too I want to say that, that Spider didn't offer to walk You know Alone uh, Spider had a friend with him so the guy was like, Yeah, that's that's a better idea and he walks the guy home and walk they walk him back to his apartment and and they they calm him down. You know, uh he had a lot going on obviously because it seems like I guess the guy had um just all this, this negative energy when he was in the apartment. But the good thing is that that Spider and his friend ended up giving the guy you know, getting the guy's phone number from him and um Being able to, I mean, the guy, when he was at his apartment, he ended up shattering one of his own mirrors, you know, from freaking out, um, you know, over whatever was going on in his mind, whatever angst he had. And and Spider and his friend cleaned it up for him. Well, imagine if the guy was still out there. I mean,
2: just. Right, right. That's amazing. And something that anybody can do and learn how to do quickly if you don't already know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Something you can do quickly. Ask the guy's name. Ask him. Um, you know, hey. You know, how can I help you right now? What can I. You know, what can I do to help you out right now? Sometimes that's all they want to hear. I just. I want to commend Spider for doing that because there were so many good choices he made that night. And you know, I know some people might say, hey, walking back to his apartment. Well, you know, he. Like I said, there's always that gut thing. And besides that, Spider also had a friend with him, so it wasn't it wasn't a bad move. There's there's two people there in case something goes down. And he kept this aggressive individual from causing harm to someone else. So, you know, and bringing him all the way back home, he kept the guy safe also. when he may have made a human connection, you know, that, that lasts. You right, without...
2: Oh, yeah, um, you know, he, he kept other people safe without, you know, resorting to what has been confusingly described as the escalation, like using pepper spray or you know, ganging up on somebody. I mean, and I'm not, not naming names, but just the <laughs> fact that, you know, just uh, he did it the right way. He did it in a way that um, that was pretty much the definition of de a really bad situation. And that is something that I've talked to other people about already outside of this community, just like, dude, let me tell you this crazy story. And there was a backflip and, and walking someone home. And it, <laughs> people can relate to that. It's It's something that they... A lot of people want to be able to do themselves, or um, wish that someone had, like Spider, had been there in that situation. So, I haven't, um, right.
0: I haven't met him in person yet, but I want to real bad give that guy a hug. <laughs> well, we will though. See, that's that's another thing about the tour is bringing people together, and you know, the the whole thing with the, you know, it's, you don't have to be able to do a backflip. Although Spider, if you're listening, we we all hate you because we want to be able to do that backflip too. So, uh, yeah. Soccer. Anyway, um, but that, that's—it's breaking that target lock. That was pretty cool. You know, do go with what you know. If you can do something else, if you know magic trick or whatever. So, I don't know. I, I'm not suggesting that you get in the middle of a fight. No, 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 not at all. I'm suggesting that if you have already deemed the situation approachable, if it's not beyond, um, you know, talking someone out of a violent situation. Then you can try it. don't put yourself in danger that's that's not the message here. The message is if it's if it's if you can do it, then go right. ahead and do it and break that target lock and reach out to that person you know so um i I just thought that was the coolest story ever uh, the backflip, yeah, makes me want to just you know, and that is spider isn't it on the line right now? Hey there Rox. hey, it is spider <laughs> How's it I think going? we we Speak of the parkourist and he shall appear. What's up, bud? We've got like uh we've got uh, less than ten minutes on the air, but we've got some time if you want to say anything.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was actually just on Facebook, just checking a quick status, and I noticed Nate was gonna um, ask permission to plug the story of what happened yesterday, and it, that is pretty much what happened. Um, I just like to throw in a couple of details, like who sure. was with me and uh um first, first my friend Ryan did a fantastic job of backing me up. Um the second I saw what was going on outside of the pub, I had signaled to him, um, no one else is doing something about this. I right, I think we should step in. And he said, All right, you lead, I'll follow. And Great. um I said, Alright, just just make sure we stay to the side of him at all times, just make sure nothing happens to him. Um after I had asked Arturo's name, we did the backflip, um Ryan was right there. He he was getting Arturo water to calm him down, to bring him back down level keep him calm. And uh it was also Ryan's idea <laughs> had we had when um we had smelled what was on him, what we should do, saying, Hey, I, I think that'll calm him down as well. If we get him back into his wow. apartment, I think that's what he wants to do. So I can't take all credit for that. <laughs> but um Uh also the apartment the apartment thing. That was a bit of a topic of discussion on the Facebook page that we got. Um I knew in my gut that it was something I had to do, mm-hmm. and so long that Ryan was there, I knew that we would be okay, because we, you know, we outnumbered him, but it, it wasn't our intention, but if worse came to worse, right. then I knew that I would happen as backup. Uh, I was just wanted right. to plug in a little bit of something that happened while we were up there. Um, Arturo actually had some pets, and some very interesting pets, one of which was a three-legged cat named Princess. And she was about eight months old. Um, If you know, a large majority of the New York Initiative were were, were crazy cat people. What? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, no. This poor cat. What what happened? And um, Arturo had told me that she had three legs because he came back enraged one night and he had nothing to take his anger out on. So he just began throwing his tantrum around his apartment, destroying things left and right and actually had stomped on and broken his cat's leg. Which okay drove him to tears. And when I asked about the story he said I, I'll never I'll never have that happen to her again. But I mean, what, what could have happened if I wasn't there and if he had gone home and still had been in that condition, still had been so angry. I can't imagine what would happen with this cat, and I actually, I'm still a little bit scared about it, and um, Jack and I were talking, we were, we were just saying, possibly, if, uh, I could call the HPCA or something, and try to get that cat out of there, but um, that was just something in hindsight. He also had a tank full of sharks, a tank full of sharks, a little bit yeah, of Dr. Evil in there.
0: That's creepy, sharks. Wow. I mean, I love sharks, but having a tank full at my house, ha ah, yeah. You know, that might be a good idea because the cat's already suffered once, and it sounds like this guy hasn't gotten his rage under control. So it sounds like um, maybe losing the cat is the best thing for the cat. Not the best thing for him, unfortunately, but that's a consequence of breaking an animal's leg, you know. Right. Um, yeah, lots of lots of animal lovers in the initiative. So um, that that you could give them a call, You can give them an anonymous call, and let them know what's up with that. Uh, it's not very anonymous now that it's on the air, but, uh, or or you know, if you have his number, you you, if you feel like checking in on him again, that might be something to do too. If he's a rager, if he says he's never going to do it again. I don't know. He was out in front of a bar, you know, trying to trying to pick a fight with people. Mm -hmm. So maybe we could look at long term, trying to figure out how we can help this guy out um, out of his own hole because he's obviously in one right now that uh, he he might not have any clue as to how to get out of. So um, speaking further with any of the initiative, I'd probably figure out a way to see what kind of follow up, serious follow up we could do with this guy because. It's a cat today. Tomorrow it might be someone else. You you did a great job. I wanted to highlight your part in the de-escalation, which was awesome. Thank but, you. But <laughs> taking it further is is uh, um, seeing what we can do for this guy now, if there's anything that we can do, because we also got to know when to stop when we can't do Absolutely. anything for him. But, but right now um, it would be good to get a team to to see what kind of follow-up um, can be done for this guy, because he already knows, you've already established a compassionate uh, connection with him, that you're trying to do something to help him out. So um, thank you for doing that. I um, i actually want to talk about this more. We might have to do this on another show because I think we have three Absolutely. and a half minutes left. Yeah, but I thank you for calling, and I thank you very much, like I said, for doing that in the first place. This this hopefully will have a, a, a better ending um, once the guy is, is connected with again, you know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Thank you we've got you know what we've got a couple of callers that we may not be able to get to callers if you're uh if you're listening um we apologize for not getting to you, but you know what uh if you want we can um we can take your call we see who you are we see your number and if you call us again next Sunday or if you drop your message or whatever you wanted to say on to the New york initiative or I'm sorry to the whole initiative um facebook page or to our um main initiative website which is www.ichq that's initiative collective headquarters so ichq.org you know we'll we'll address whatever it is you wanted to say to us um but i'm going to have to take this last couple minutes to see if anybody uh um i don't know do we have enough time to play the game or should we save it for next week do it one more time real quick. We'll do it one more time real quick. Here's here's the sound. We're trying to get people to, to tell us what they think it is. Go ahead. And if you think you know,
1: uh Oh, that's an easy
0: one. That's an oh, easy no. one. That's an easy one. Wanna take that one real quick and see we're hold on, Spider, we're gonna see if we can get Seven One let's see. Seven one seven, you're on the air. Do you know the sound? No, I didn't hear it. Play it again. Oh my God! It's zero. Okay, you hold on. Yeah, you. you know what? We've got we've got two minutes. we will we'll probably let's see. Hang on two seconds. Take this one. Play hey, the sound. Here. Play it. We already played it. You don't get to answer. Hey caller, we just went seven one eight. What's the sound?
1: Oh, uh, I just got uh, off work.
0: Who's uh, seven one eight? Would did you want to tell us what the sound was? No. Hello. You're live? Okay, check it out. We got ninety seconds left. Zero, is there anything you want to say? Because I want to thank Temper and, and John no, Brock I just, for coming well, I, on. I, Thanks I for filling
1: in for me this week because uh, I actually just got off work uh, doing the St. Patty thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys all know this. Uh, I think, I, I'm i sure I already told the story of Mederwin, uh the original St. Patrick. Um, but, uh, other yeah. Than that, yeah. Uh, play the out. Play the out. I, I, I think I can guess it.
0: No, you're not going to guess it. we got somebody on hold who can. Go ahead. Take this person right here. Oh, you screw you. All uh, right, no, you're, okay, zero. You're part of the, Okay, we got a five ten. Who? What's the? Uh, what's that sound? Five ten me? Yeah, that's you. All right. Uh, T Rex Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park. Oh, she gets it. She gets it. All right. Thanks. What's your What's your name? Wait, wait, wait. What's your name so we can get you to to? Uh, you're gonna be able to tell and Zero something to say next week. Who is it? Good. Now you. Get it right this time. This is Al, <laughs> a.k.a. Mrs. S. ha. Dude, you've done before. So. Okay. You know what? We're, we're, we're going to get you, uh, we're going to Facebook you so that we can work that out for next week. But we got yes. like, 20 seconds left on the air. I want to thank Temper John Drop. Thanks, dude. That was awesome. So thank thanks, Spider. Thanks, thank Zero, for thank calling you. in. Thank you, Al, for winning. And Good thank you, show, guys, for manning the board. Thanks. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.